0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
2: VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. Soon, Kelly Bidlin will join us as well. It's a football Friday on the show. Uh, Chris Felica from the doctor's office talking college bowl games with us. Uh, Jason Weigart from under a cloud of smoke. Matt Brown momentarily to talk all things NFL Week 17. Pardon me. All of his bets that he's got going.
3: How you doing, Kelly? Good morning. You with us? I I think I'm with us. Yes. There you go. There we go. Little, little headset malfunction. Oh, okay. You all right? I couldn't hear you.
2: Oh, well, you don't. Hey. I
3: couldn't hear you. Then I was talking to you as we were introing the show. I was like, why am I not hearing anything? <laughs> why am I not hearing
2: anything? Uh, good morning to you, sir. Thanks for doing the Megapod yesterday. Of course, man. It was a pleasure. It was uh, a pleasure. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, Megapod is out. Uh, the Beating the Book Megapod, week 17 edition, with Kelly Bidlin as the rotating guest this week. How about that? Boom.
3: A um, uh, winner already last <laughs> night on the pod.
2: What you have yesterday? Browns. Oh, you did have the Browns as one of your plays. Yeah. Oh, that's right. OK. Um, we'll get to that momentarily. The Browns get it done against the Jets, and they get it done in a big way. Uh, first, though, I just wanted to mention the, uh, the Pistons, just because this has nothing to do with sports betting, but I love historical things in sports. The Pistons lose their 28th in a row. This ties the longest record in any sport, North American Big Four sports, Um, They do so after leading the Celtics by 21, by 19 at the half, and they cut out an overtime with the Celtics then at the end and still end up losing 128 to 122. They did cover. They were 17-point dogs in this. They were 8-1 to on the money line, almost got home, could not get home. Do you find yourself... Rooting for them, or did you find yourself rooting against them at the end?
3: Dale, we we were talked about this a little bit pre-show. I have it's like I'm a little kid again now. Now that now that I have separated all my betting from the Pistons altogether, like yeah, either on or against them, yeah. yeah, either on or against them. I haven't been. That's been a few games now. I'm I'm done with that. I, was, I went in on the Jazz game. What was that last week? When the After, Jazz were missing four players. Exactly. Yeah. After that, it's okay, Pistons. I got to see you win here before I can believe in you again. And it was, uh, but. Now now it's like that childlike enthusiasm out of me where i'm just like i was sitting there rooting so hard for the pistons in the fourth quarter last night just screaming at my tv like come on like and of course it's the celtics a 17 point favorite like this is the team that's gonna, the kind of team that's going to fall flat and just sleepwalk through one of these games uh, against the Pistons. I, I think I'm
2: an awful human being. I was rooting for them to set the
3: record, <laughs> and then I'll root for them. <laughs> so it's funny is the, the the mindset, the childlike enthusiasm ended right as as overtime started because then the sicko betting brain kicks in where I'm like. <laughs> It'd also be really cool if the Celtics covered the 17 17 seventeen in in overtime. overtime. (laughs) Do you imagine that? (laughs) Because we always talk about overtime being where dogs go to die, right? (laughs) It's it's 28 in a row. Uh, They play the Raptors.
2: They're at home, which would be the record of all records if they got to 29. Right now, they tie the uh, the Sixers from 2014, 2015, and 2015, 2016, I believe, which spanned two seasons of 28 losses in a row. And I was just saying, we were just talking off air, I'm saying, my brain toggled last night too. all right, 28. I know it's still a long way from this, but if they lost 41 in a row, let me mm-hmm. just throw that out. It's no longer a losing streak. It's a half a season of <laughs> basketball. <laughs> <I> just want to spoil the context. So, anyway, that oh, happened man. last night. I was watching college football bowl games with uh, Wishnev uh, yesterday, betting all of them. Yeah. Uh,
3: How'd it go? How'd the betting go?
2: Uh, another winning day in college football bowls, another winning day. But I will concede that the ease with which I was winning the first run of days, like you can feel the wall sort of closing in, like at the, the, the bets are sweatier. They're more coin flippy. And some of these games are now, and I thought that would happen, by the way, as the as the competition level rose. Mm, yeah. Um you know, because some of the uh, the lesser teams are, are now in the rear view. But the, yeah, like
3: the teams that might care more. Yeah, I, well, like, but I don't even know stuff. if it's
2: that. Like, there there's so many of these games where it's like three games in one, You know, where a team comes out and they dominate, then they get dominated, then they dominate again at the end. That Arizona-Oklahoma game was the greatest example of this last night, where Arizona came out, popped Oklahoma in the mouth, That Oklahoma dominated for most of this game, it felt like until Arizona scored 25 unanswered at the end based on a pick six another set up on a pick i think there was something else that happened a fumble in there and uh it was just one of those where I had Arizona in an in-game bet. Todd correctly got off his Arizona bet yeah. to bet Oklahoma, and I thought he did the right thing, and he still lost. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and then I found out I was on Stevie Fezik Luckbox's side. So if I had known <laughs> that the whole time, I would have Fezik, who's the smartest dude in the world, and also the luckiest
3: guy in the world. It's incredible. <laughs> what was the uh, What was the game? Uh, was it uh, no, not the Rutgers, SMU, Boston College, right? If yeah, uh, anybody looking for uh, 24-hour late sweats of the first half unders and unders in that game, oh yeah, check out the bag of from yesterday that's right
2: uh, <laughs> will had a first half bet he lost out had a third quarter he won and then i had the full game which i barely won as well
3: and that reminded uh, me of the primetime action Davis it was like will was like don't even talk to me until this uh, so yeah. it comes to an end
2: uh speaking of primetime action we will have matt brown here momentarily uh speaking of the nfl he will talk nfl new uh, the new york jets and the cleveland browns last night congratulations to anybody who had browns yes to make the playoffs uh all they had to do was win last night and that which uh, everyone anticipated would get done, Did get done? They beat the Jets uh, in a game that was really one half of football, and then they just kind of slept while well, they just kind of slept through the second half. And by the way, when I say he slept through, uh, literally in the case of Joe Flacco, who there was a shot of him falling asleep on the bench in the second half. At thirty-seven to twenty, the Browns win it.
3: it was, see that. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, it was thirty-four to seventeen at halftime. The Browns scored five touchdowns. One Riley Batterson missed a point after touchdown is why it was 34. But they scored five touchdowns. Flacco threw in the first half for 296. He ended up with 309. Najoku was 128 of those 296 in the first half. He ended up with 134 receiving. The Browns had 367 total yards in the first half. They ended up with 428. And the 34 points that they scored in the first half is the second most in the first half in Browns franchise history. And Joe Flacco's Comeback Player of the Year candidacy is real and may actually get there. Let's put it this way. DeMar Hamlin is now the shortest favorite of any favorite in any NFL awards market at minus 150 at DraftKings. Flacco is even money now. Minus 150 on Hamlin. That's even shorter than Lamar Jackson for MVP, who I believe is like minus 195. So... Kelly, if you ask me right now, I I have a feeling Flacco's winning this. I have a I have a bigger no, que- you know. I have a bigger question for you again, which drifts into sports talk radio yeah. beyond the betting. Yeah. So I say to Todd last night as we we're watching college football, I says, "Todd, do you ever have somebody in your life who said I says?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who used to take me to his skins games as a kid, he was like, "Yo, I says, I says to him before that, <laughs> it, it was kind of like Foghorn Leghornish." Um, but I says to Todd, I say to him, I go. Let me ask you a question. If Flacco, the, now the Browns have clinched the playoff berth. They're still mathematically alive to win their division and get the number one seed, although all it takes is one Baltimore victory for that to go by the wayside. But they're entrenched in the number five seed in the AFC playoff picture. If Joe Flacco and the Browns went on to win the Super Bowl, is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer? And, uh, I, and I say this by saying that five weeks ago, well, let's call it six weeks ago, five, six weeks ago, he didn't have a job, but if they were to win the Super Bowl, just play it out. Sports Talk Radio is he a is he a Hall of Famer? Probably. I couldn't even finish the sentence, and Todd's like, "Yeah, he has to yeah, be." I mean, like, I, yeah, it's, yeah, because he will because <laughs> he will have won a second Super Bowl. Right, he's got
3: two Super Bowls then.
2: And if you believe that both Big Ben and Eli Manning will get into the Hall of Fame, they're not they're not yet eligible yet. But if you believe that both of those two guys will get in the Hall of Fame. Winning two Super Bowls. You can't win two Super Bowls and not get in, one would assume, because that hasn't happened yeah, before. Yeah,
3: I think it would be impossible. I mean, I think Russell Wilson's making it. Go ahead, well,
2: Russell up, Wilson's right? stats are better than Joe Flacco's. They played the exact... By the way, I checked this out. Oh, really? They've played like the... Russell Wilson <laughs> and Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, I checked it with, like, uh, with Wilson. I checked it with Manning. Russell Wilson and Joe Flacco have played the exact same number of NFL games. The exact same number. They've thrown for almost the exact same number of yards, but Wilson destroys him on touchdown and interception ratio. Okay. And Russell Wilson, of course, has won one, just like Flacco's won one-one. Yeah, and by I, the way, Flacco I think Russ
3: was, is in, but if Flacco wins a second Super Bowl, like,
2: yeah. Fla- Flacco was the MVP of the one that they won 10 years ago right. against the Niners, which par- he parlayed into that massive contract. But just, <laughs> but just think about how amazing this story is, and this is why... What would it have taken for DeMar Hamlin not to win Comeback Player of the Year? This kind of thing. A guy who's who's about to be 39, by the way. We say he's 38. He's really on the cusp of being 39. And from the street to talking about will he make the Hall of Fame if this happened. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But just the fact that you have to have this conversation now. I don't know if you have to have it, but I just brought it up.
3: I don't know how I feel about this. I really don't have it. You heard me bring it up earlier in the week. Don't get me wrong. Do, did I get more of the OK, we're on national tell. I mean, national tell you're on a national streaming service, <laughs> <World> <laughs> worldwide streaming service. service. <laughs> for
2: those who want to brave it. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Um, and it was seen by everybody in a in a game where you clinch a playoff spot for the Cleveland Browns. Like it's an incredible story. It's five weeks of the NFL season, though, and that's I'm, all it is. And I'm compa- This is why I hate this market. Right? We bring this up every time. You got to compare certain situations to certain situations. Baker Mayfield's been doing this all season long <laughs> down in Tampa that, Bay. Poor, poor dude. And we don't care about him By for way, some. Reason.
2: I'm glad you brought up five weeks, right? Because if if it's if five weeks is good enough for Joe Flacco to win Comeback Player of the Year. Five weeks is also good enough, in my opinion, for C.J. Stroud to lose offensive rookie of the year. So he had a bad game. He missed two. If he has two bad games at the
3: end, he can
2: also lose that, in my opinion. I
3: mean, this is real quick. You brought it up. But this just the awards updates after last night. We saw yesterday heavy betting into the defensive player of the year market even before the game started. Miles Garrett moved to the favorite at DraftKings before that game kicked off last night. Over $2. Now. Uh, now he is minus two thirty five. Uh, as you brought up, uh, come back. We've got Demar Hamlin minus one fifty. Joe Flacco even money, and then Coach of the Year Kevin Stefanski minus two seventy
2: five. Yeah, little Browns bump yesterday yeah, yep. all across the board. Coming back with Matt Brown next.
5: A numbers game on V
2: Cent, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break, talk about Zinn nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Help millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your ZIN at your local convenience store or online at that's zyn.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from Nash, last name Nash. Now would be a perfect time to pull Jason from his cloud of smoke and hear his opinion on what is considered for a comeback player of the year death cancer getting off the couch the people need clarification we will get him from under a cloud of smoke a little later on we will kevin ryan gill in the first half of the jets game last night the jets failed to convert a fourth down in the red zone no penalty was called however after the replay they called 12 men on the field for the brown browns what gives i saw that uh dude was like right about to be on the sideline but he's yeah. still on the field and they called that um I, I don't know if that was the, was that the circumstance that they didn't throw the
3: flag for at first I don't know uh, but it was appropriately called I saw it yeah. I saw it on mute because I was watching the Pistons at that time <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, yeah I didn't have those so I,
3: I didn't really get it either but I saw the first down
2: uh, I it think
1: was, it's like you can't review any subjective calls or something but, like that but but like if something's just cut and dry when you see it in replay then then, then, then you it, can? yeah yeah
2: if that were the case though they should be able to do the play clock which they can't yes which yeah. is re- was the yeah. most objective but, of all of them but, but
1: but but weirdly it's subjective. Yeah. It's like, they'll give you that high. And oh, oh right. you get three quarters uh, of a you know, that's right. second. Like. It was a grace period. Yeah. They have to uh, look down at the clock, see zero, look at the other clock, C right. zero, that so look funny. that the
3: ball hasn't been snapped, then blow the whistle. Uh,
2: James Spivey, a Flacco, leads the Browns to the Super Bowl victory. He would be the first quarterback to win with current and former Browns organizations. Yes, that would be true. Uh, Clone Bone, DeMar called a timeout a week or two ago on special teams. That should be enough to win comeback player of the year, right? LOL.
3: He was on the field a few weeks ago, yep. Blue Hen Bill. Didn't record uh, another tackle.
2: So can one team win the coach comeback and defensive player of the year? LOL. By the way, thanks for the uh, SMU tip yesterday. Bought it blind after hearing you while driving. Didn't know what a sweat it was till hearing the Megapod. Oh, uh, you're you're nice to say thank you, but that was a complete sweat. Uh, we were very fortunate to get home on the under yesterday on that game. He's not referring to SMU. Obviously got... Uh, crushed as a uh, or got beat as a big uh, favorite good friend shillionaire love the megapod yesterday todd setting the fire alarm uh, off with his uncanny belching powers was priceless also kelly can i get a doppler reading for the vikings packers game <laughs> i'm leaning green bay but the weather situation <laughs> will help with my bet <laughs> and john Fitzgibbons, uh, megapod was a blast as always todd in person a live sweat on a bowl game that was already done alarms scud missile talk and the nfl was it Michigan? was it fakakta maybe both i couldn't stop laughing <laughs> There's more, but we have Matt Brown here, ladies and gentlemen, to give his uh, NFL thoughts on Week 17 in the National Football League. Uh, what is next? What do you like besides your Panthers play and your Chark play?
1: Yeah, I um, I, I I like the Bucks this week. I mean, it, it once me it got too. once it got under the three, it seemed to me like maybe a little bit of a an overreaction on on the Saints and just like the Saints overall. I think there's another one of these teams where we have this we kind of almost have this perception of what the team is and what they are, and you see, oh, it's Carr, and he's got Olave, and he's got Kamara, and and also, like, no, they just have not been good all season long. The offense has been horrible in the red zone. I mean, there has been no team that cannot put the ball in the end zone as poorly as the Saints, and you start to look at at the season-long trends, and it's, it's like Baker Mayfield has been a top 12 quarterback in this all year long.
2: Had a perfect passer rating yeah. a
1: couple weeks ago. Like, all year long. You He's know? been a top 12 quarterback in the league all year long. And my biggest knock on this Bucks team, and when we were doing the season preview for this division, it was like, I honestly think any one of these, any one of the four teams can win. The only reason I don't think it's the Bucs is because they're a little older. And, you know, teams that are a little older tend to break down towards the end of the season. Well, it hasn't happened. And and so when you look, it's since week 10, this defense has actually gotten better over the course of the season, where I thought it was going to get way worse as these older guys on the defensive side of the ball got you know injured and beat up over the course of the year. But if you look, we go back to let's just start at like week ten, right? So we have a very nice, healthy sample size of when teams not only have their identity but have also been able to kind of deal with the rigors of, of the, the season and whatnot. The offense for the Bucks is better. The defense for the Bucks is better. The offense for the Bucs is better than the Saints for sure. The defense for the Bucs is better than the Saints for sure as well. If I just go strictly by my power ratings as well, this would be a play at two on the Bucs than it would be on the Saints. I'm much lower on the Saints, I think, than maybe the rest of the market. But when you have a team that struggles so, so mightily in the red zone, when you have a quarterback that is just prone to making we cannot predict interceptions, but all we can do is put ourselves in, in inside the handicap. We can at least have this little mini handicap inside the handicap of like, well, this guy at least puts it in danger more, right? Mm. And he, he's at least making these more bonehead plays, these turnover-worthy plays. And for whatever reason, Carr, who was known as check down Charlie whenever he was here, still checks it down a ton, but then he ought, oddly will throw into these horrible windows like a few different times a game, and it's like caught up with him m- multiple times here with the Saints. You go in, dude, like since week 10... This is a top 10 offense for the Bucs, like a top 10 offense in the NFL overall. The defense is a top 12 defense overall in the NFL. And so I guess I can get why people were taking the full field goal with the Saints. And I can, you know, obviously the handicap is much different at a two than it is at a three. Right. I mean, we are. We're having a different conversation, but. Once it got under the three, I wasn't planning on playing this game. I thought it was just going to stick at three. This seemed like the most sticky game of the week to me. And then when all that Saints love came in and got pushed this thing down, I'm going with the better offense, the better defense, and the team that's been playing better, and the te- defense that has been playing better over the course of the season as well. And, and I think they have more playmakers, too.
2: I I liked this game the best, yeah. on, uh, the best on guessing lines. I guessed four. Uh, it was three. I was... Surprised by that, and then it went against me even more yeah. two and a half. So I like it even that much more. Uh, NFC equivalent of what we were talking about in the AFC, where Cleveland is uh, locked in. If 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 the Browns, excuse me, if the Ravens again uh, win this week, and then the Browns won't have a shot at uh, the division. Technically, it's mathematically alive currently, but they'll be locked into the number five spot. They will travel to the winner of the AFC South, whether that's Jacksonville. Uh, houston or indianapolis the nfc equivalent is if tampa bay wins this game they will be that much closer to an nfc south title they will be the fourth best division winner dallas locked in assuming they don't win the nfc east would be the fifth seed what is the line i'll ask you to guess a line cowboys at tampa bay
1: wild card week i i i honestly think they open it like three cowboys minus three because th- it is this this road Cowboys yeah. outside That's thing and all stuff p- but that is 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 real. That's like, why I ask. It's yeah. real. There was a bet, and I was gonna try to recommend it like when we came in a couple of weeks ago about Cowboys losing in the in the first round of the playoffs, but like. It was baked. It was baked into the, the numbers, like unbettable. It was so low because I think people really get like this team is much, much better at home, much, much better in a dome, much, much better on the fast track, and you go outdoors on the road into what could or could not be. I mean, you know, whatever's Florida, the weather could be weird. Yeah. We, have, we have no idea what, what what it would be like in the playoffs and stuff. So like, it was already baked into the numbers, it was completely unbettable. It was almost laughable how low it
2: was. If the Cowboys lost. And had their season end in a wild card round weekend game at Tampa Bay. Where would that rank in the history <laughs> in the annals of Jerry Jones disappointments? <laughs> that would have to be number
1: one. Oh, he wouldn't. Would, it? He would be on up there, but he would come out and he would tell you he's sticking by his guys Black and McCarlane. everything's yeah, he's sticking by his guys That's and everything's guy. everything's good to go and Dax is quarterback and the thing All is, of it's the
3: Cowboys. I can't. I can't just like snap answer. It's number one. Well, like, the guy have so to go many. back and so, compare so well, many. Yeah.
1: Well, While we're talking about this. Though, and uh, you guys might have hit on it in the first segment. Whenever I was rushing in here, but w- what what happened yesterday that blew this number down to four, four and a half? Like on, on the li- like, just Lions money. Because I, I there guess. was, there was yeah. I didn't see any no, no injury news. There was no whatever. I, I mean, I guess maybe some service must have done a release or yeah. something, whatever. Because yeah. like. I mean, you're sitting six all week long, and then not just a move off the six. And I understand it's not, not all that significant to move from from six to four and a half. But I mean, we see a full point and a half move. It hit four at a couple of spots for a second, in, including circa. It is. Got yeah. all the way down to four. Yeah, wow. it's circa for a little bit. I mean, not long. And then there, there was the buyback there at, at the flat four. But I mean, we're talking two whole points coming in like after it just sat all week long. was just. Talking Cowboys. lines yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah, it was, say, just, yeah. was just odd to me. Yeah, and this,
3: this was a game. I know Mew and I will hit on it later. This was a game. I I had circled to kind of bet the Cowboys side this week, but that number open, you know, open like at six, like that was, I thought that was, it was way more than I was expecting. So I kind of stayed away, but now, it, now that it came back down a little bit, I got a little bit more interest in it under the six. Uh, but I was surprised that it had moved that much as well starting
1: yesterday. The only, the only thing I was looking at in that game is is the, the secondary for the Lions just gives up chunk plays like a ton, and and you would expect the Cowboys to just throw a massive yeah. amount in this game. Dowdle's already ruled out. Pollard has been vastly ineffective over the course of the season. Like I think any and all C.D. Lamb props are like on the table for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I, I I think he has a, a big one in that one. But that's really the only look. I just didn't know what what y'all thought about this game. It's like six, it's six at it was at least mildly intriguing to me on the Lions, but then people just came in and gobbled that thing up. Like It's, it was a, it's a
2: contest pick
1: for me. Yeah. It's going
2: to be a contest pick for me on the Cowboys, and I also have a bet on it. But there, there are multiple games this week, which I loved, and then three, three of them, they all went against me. Yeah. I, I liked the Ravens at four against the Dolphins. Clearly, I like them yeah. better at three. The Bucks at th- uh, Bucks three-point favorites I loved. Clearly, I like them better at yeah. two and a half. And the Cowboys, I liked at five and a half.
3: Clearly, I should have gotten it
2: at four, which <laughs> I, I did just, not. I was
1: just sitting there in the that screen. That was quick though. Yesterday, I yeah. was just sitting in the screen, starts like lighting up like a Christmas tree, and I'm like, I'm going to the Twitter. I'm like, what did I just like, miss? <laughs> yeah. Who got ruled out? Like, what <laughs> happened? Did Goff, like break his thumb or something, whatever? And they're like, no, no, no reason. Just what, was it a raz release? I wonder if I don't know. Lied there, on there
3: that. Was, I, there, I heard there was a service release on that. Side.
2: Okay, All right. I don't know who's, but checking Dr. Bob. see if he <laughs> uh, We'll come back. Matt has a couple more plays to tell us about weeks. 17 in the National Football League, a football Friday on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365,
0: we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: A numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting
2: Network. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly and they'll get the NBA league pass for the rest of the season. Download the app and use the promo code Vsin when you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We get tweets at beating the Book. New Jersey, New York, NJ says, okay, I have to bring this up. My favorite part in that, in that Jason segment is that he did the Hall of Fame thing fifteen years out for no reason other than to do it. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Eddie Vegan Runner. Kelly, you're on to something here, man. He goes, right? Gill and Kelly. I, too, am a postal worker. Yeah, and and li- he's been tweeting for forever. forever. Yeah. And listen, every day at work, I was going to chime in last week during Jason's segment, but was beat to the punch. Thank you for keeping me entertained, and happy New Year's to you all. Happy New Year to you as well. You're right, Kelly. If we have this many postal workers listen, I think this show has billions it's, of listeners. I mean, listeners.
3: it's like it's like 2% of all postal workers listen, listen to a numbers all game. 2% so. of
2: all <laughs> living postal workers. So,
3: so clearly, like, listen to this extrapolate show. that across, the, uh, you know, United States with all listeners. Kelly's wow. got his own Nielsen
2: service. That's right. Yeah. Right. Startup ratings. Las Vegas 514. Yo, nine years for Art Monk. What about the snub of the great Joe Jacoby? Hall of Fame. Get it right. Thank you, Las Vegas. That's the best tweet of the day. That's one of the great Hall of Fame snubs of all time, Kelly. That the greatest of all the hogs, the greatest offensive line of the 80s, and one of the only offensive lines that even had a moniker like that, right? That was right. known. Yeah, that had a not nickname. even not even given a sniff. Russ Grimm, I believe, the only one from the from the Hogs to make the Hall of Fame. Come on, but I mean, it's too late now. I guess. I guess he could do a Veterans Committee thing. But you know what? That has to do with. Let me just last thing before we get to Philly. That's uh, because this just gets me upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once at the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, when I used to go to the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, I think I've told this story before at MIT. Peter King was there, right? The great Peter King, who I believe has awards, an awards vote, or he definitely has Hall of Fame votes, and he was a Giants beat reporter for all those years when the Skins were great, and he wouldn't vote Art Monk in. I'm sure he didn't vote Joe Jacobian, right? So he was like a giants guy. They were rivals. He wouldn't vote our monk again. So I'm a little pitcher. I go up to him and I go, Why wouldn't you vote our monk in? <laughs> I was like, Do you think if you, I said to this to him, I go, Do you think if you had all 22 footage and you saw that monk, like the whole offense was based around monk success, that you would have thought differently? And he looked at me and he goes, You know what? You're right. Maybe I would have. Because he said he thought Gary Clark was the one that scared the Giants. Which he did, but come on.
3: Anyway. I pulled up uh, C- CBS uh, has an article of the greatest, the, the biggest snubs of all time so far. Oh, OK. No, number one is Andre Johnson. Number two is Tory Holt. Both still eligible this year. Number three, Ken Anderson, four Reggie Wayne, five Dwight Freeney.
2: Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney mm-hmm. also still eligible. Yeah. The Ken Anderson never made it. The old Bengals quarterback. Where's Joe Jacoby on that list? Oh, search. Still scrolling. There was only like a top 25. Still so scrolling. Yeah, they didn't go forever. He should be in the top 25 for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the bear. He is also the bear who's just coming off shoulder surgery. You know him from the bear bet spot over at Fox Sports, college and pro football versions. His name is Chris Vileka. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Velika. How you doing, Chris?
5: I, I'm doing well. I just got back from a, a post-op surgery appointment this morning where I got where I got good, good news. But okay, Kelly, I was very impressed before. With your uh, running down the the Serie A betting splits, you you, you must have like, but your ears ears must have been ringing because I I actually was just firing in a little uh, little three legged parlay here Uh, under, uh, own under one and a half total goals against Lazio, Torino under one and a half goals uh, against Fiorentina, and Genoa under one and a half goals against Inter Milan. Uh, That's that's minus one thirty seven. So. Wow. Three, yeah, three, three, three. Yeah, three teams that kind of have trouble scoring against three of the better uh, defensive-minded uh, teams in the league. So uh, individually, they're all like pre- uh, way, way juice that you probably wouldn't want to uh, outlay the the, the 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 big on that. But uh, you know, p- put all three of those together, and it's minus one thirty-seven. So there's a little uh, there's a little something for you if you want to. Uh, uh, get kept get by late morning, early afternoon, and be entertained while these ball games get going. Boom! I was considering the sassaloo
3: side, Sassalo. <laughs> you fool! Uh, so, so, so. The solo is tomorrow. The solo doesn't play today. Uh, that's solo tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, uh,
2: sorry, Chris. I didn't know what he said either. <laughs> I, well, the, the best part of that was, first of all, Chris got into bed before we could even even have a conversation. Right, yeah. And two, when he said, I was very impressed by something you did. Both of us looked at each other. Like, I wonder what the heck this could be. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is he talking about?
5: <laughs> now, uh, now it's not as impressive. As, now, it's, now it's not as impressive as Jason's 15 year. Oh, so uh, great. Pro, yeah. pro, pro football hall of fame, spreadsheet, but, uh, but, but still well done.
2: Every day with that kid, there's something new. It's amazing. 15 out, 15 year out projections on the Hall of Fame. All right, Chris, uh, this has been for uh, I feel a f- I know a lot of. I mean, look, I know that the bowl season is faccata now. It was always mm-hmm. a thing yeah. with 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 you know who's playing and who's not, who's motivated and who's not, and now with the transfer portal, college football definitely has an issue. Um, But for those of us who watch every one of these, and I have watched every second of all of these, not every second, but as many as I could, uh, and embedding all of these in-game, it's kind of been great from a betting standpoint. We have four more today. Well, before you even get to the one that starts here in 25 minutes, did you believe college football has a problem? Am I right about that?
5: It's kind of interesting that you said that, because I I was having a conversation, I was texting... uh, uh, Kirk yesterday who, who he was getting ready I was talk, asking about the Jets game and and we were, we were watching the bull games and he was asking about Miami and such and someone else had brought it up to me as well and it was going back and forth and I kind of wonder if we are at a little bit of a breaking point because with the playoff expanding next year, yeah you, you're like like you're getting more important games and like look I get it people watch these games. But you look at some of the attendance figures and it's like 10, and I'll just come back to 10 ESPN, because they they're the one that televised all these mm-hmm. bowl games. It, it's program inventory for them. Like what what are the financial ramifications of like, keeping the Birmingham ball alive or, or whatever ball, the Mobile ball alive. Like, How much does that cost against what the uh, the advertising revenue and, and the ratings for those games compared to what they could put on? I'm sure the ratings and everything it would be better than throwing on a sports center or, or around the horn or whatever they would, they would put on. But uh, I just wonder at some point how much money – uh, the, the networks can outlay to kind of keep these games alive, because that's really in a lot of cases, uh, the only things that now games, games like the Alamo bowl last night where Arizona was wound up to be there and had they had over 50,000. That's fine. But some of these earlier December bowl games, I, I really wonder uh, with the playoff expanding how much, how, how much of an appetite is going to be for those games.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, let's start with this one that starts in a little over 20 minutes. It is the Gator Bowl, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. They uh, help c- with their taxes. Yeah, there you go. Nice job. <laughs> By the way, that was the other thing we were wondering. We're like, how much do some of these, like, how much did Wasabi have to play, have hey. to pay to, to, to sponsor that bowl? Like, that's even like a, a question that I'm wondering. Oh, I would about. love to know that information. Yeah.
5: Yeah, for like each here, here, Here's, here's $5,000 for you. You, do you. I
2: mean, honestly, do you think it's like lower than we think?
5: It has to be like, like I was, I was thinking about this as well. Like if you are anything, but like, like a, like a food company, like what kind of bang for your buck are you getting? I'm like I, I can imagine, I, I I would love to know like what pop, like what, what pop, tarts revenue is today. <laughs> like how many people like this morning ran out and were like, you know what? I'm going to get some pop tarts for my kids for new, like, or, or to- Tostitos. Or like, like, it seems to like, like, food and drink and beverage and things. Like, that's those of the sponsors I think you want. Like, like who knows about wasabi? Yeah. Like, the, other the, than it's a mustard uh, a cloud storage system or whatever it is. The Pop-Tarts people
2: did pretty well yesterday. They they did a good job. Did you see yeah, the post-game? The post-game? No, they, I didn't see
3: it. Like, the celebration. It oh, it was beautiful. Oh. <laughs> it's like oh, a it fake beautiful. toaster <laughs> and some mascot goes in He comes in out with his toaster. hands. I saw that. You know, like And then, yeah. like, a real massive Pop-Tart, like, oh, came out for them
5: to share. It's beautiful. All right, real quick, give us. I gotta the- go out and get. I gotta go out and get some Duke's Mayo for my for my BLT <laughs> for dinner.
2: Give, give us ninety seconds on uh, ninety seconds. Pardon yeah. me on Clemson and Kentucky Gator Bowl coming up at uh, twelve noon Eastern.
5: I actually just jumped in on Clemson at minus three and a half. I mean, we we've seen a lot of these games where where there's been like ridiculous steam on one side, and like the only one that I think wound up coming through and winning was. Was uh, was USC the other day against that horrible Louisville team? But but there was massive steam on SMU the other day. Uh, There was massive steam uh, against UTSA. There were a couple other games where it was like like what are we doing with these lines? No one. No one knows. North Carolina got and and no one no one knows a thing. And like look, it's hard to to gauge like who's playing and motivation. But uh, the way Clemson played in that Orange Bowl last year, that was an abomination. Look. I love Mark Stoops and I'm friendly with them, but they haven't they haven't beaten anybody worth worth worth, the, you know, out the scheme. You look at their schedule. I mean, d- down the stretch, you beat Louisville, big deal. They stink, and you beat Mississippi State, but defensively, they're not the same team. Uh, I, I wonder. I know Clemson has some opt-outs on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, once this number came down to three and a half, and it, it appears like. Kentucky is a very like, popular, trendy underdog. I'm like, you know what? I- I'm just going to go take the uh, take the Fez bridge too far theory and lay the three and a half points. Yeah, this is even down to three minus 120 at Caesars. Right
3: wow. Uh, Chris, huh. uh, you stay over. We'll talk some more bowls on the other side. Sure. I-
5: absolutely.
2: You had an opportunity to say no and break the streak of me having poor radio. No, form. no, no. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back, more <laughs> Bulls with Chris Malika. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. back.